Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I feel like I should just record that and then add it to every single review moving forward because I feel like that reaction is probably going to be pretty relevant moving forward this is my rational perspective on Everton 2 Chelsea nil a highly unsurprising result I have to say I have to be honest watching the game play out um us losing at Goodison Park is nothing new us losing in that fashion is nothing new at that ground but then also us losing in that fashion this season and over the past two seasons has not been something out of the ordinary I think the most crushing thing for me today is I I try and be optimistic and I think I express similar in my reaction to the Man United game and trying to be optimistic of seeing the performances that have given us some optimism so far this season of of thinking that, you know, it will be a better time for Chelsea fans this year. But I think there's just a crushing realism now that Chelsea are probably not going to move forward that drastically this season. We look distinctly average I know someone in one of the major newspapers wrote a piece talking about how just average Chelsea are as a club in a league that is looking at exceptional exceptional teams and only sort of focuses on those and you know when you've spent the sort of money that Chelsea have the fact that we aren't even close to that is is quite frightening and I think that was just on display today and I think it will be on display for the rest of the season I think Chelsea will win a couple games they'll have some good performances but then they'll have some dreadful performances and we'll probably end where we did last season. And, you know, I wish in December with my Chelsea Christmas jumper that I recently bought to try and lift my spirits could give you a, a more positive message. But I, I don't know how I can deny reality. The reality in the performances are simply not good enough. Today, individuals once again costing the team and wider problems that will ask severe questions of the current head coach, but then also I think more relevantly of the transfer strategy that this club has taken over the, the basically 2023, if we want to go from the start of this year in January, of recruiting young players and at a large expense and whether that was actually the right move and could we have had it invested in those common players that we've let go in this regime, but also in the back end of the previous regime. And that was something I tweeted during the game. 
you know, I, I look at this Chelsea team currently, you know, and I think about the likes of Mark Gurhey, Tino Livramento, Lewis Hall, Billy Gilmore, um, Tammy Abraham, Callum Hudson-Odoi. There's probably some others I'm I'm missing out here who we could have kept, could have played more. And, and it's hard for me to really think that we'd be in a worse place than we are right now because those players did provide value. And it is quite ironic that that 1920 season that gets laughed off by Frank for 66 points had a lot of young players within them, but still got us Champions League football and still were doing better than this team is right now. So again, it then I think it goes off in different directions. Where do you point that blame at? Are you pointing it squarely at Mauricio Pochettino's head, which I think some of it is relevant. But then also I'm I'm more so looking at just consistent trends. I mean, Mike, if if your frustration is with how similar things feel to last season, then to me I'm looking above the head coach as I made quite a long show about the team selection. I can't be angry at. It was pretty close to what I wanted. I want to see Armando Breuer back in. I thought we'd had a physicality and hopefully a, a focal point that, that, you know, Nicholas Jackson hadn't. I want to see Benoit Badishil come back in. Um, I think I put Levi at left back, but we'll get to Levi once again. And Axel Dezassi and Reese James, Casado, Gallagher, um, Enzo Fernandez, of course, Cole Palmer. And then for me, I think it was a toss of a coin between... Raheem Sterling and, and Mikhailo Mudrik. He starts Mudrik. So in terms of personnel, other than Mark Correa, who I still don't think should be close to the first team based on his performances, the sad thing is he's not even like, it's not like he's a, he's an anomaly within this current team. A majority of players seem to be under underperforming, which is such a shame because earlier in the season, I don't think that was the case. And again, that I think is something that you do look towards the head coach of why that has suddenly happened in recent weeks. But you get to the goals. I mean... Because not not a lot happened in the game until that second half. And it was very up for grabs. It felt like both teams were kind of feeling each other out. Chelsea had most of the ball. Everton were going very direct in the first half. Chelsea were doing their best to try and stifle that. And I think that was helped by the personnel. We'll get to Reese James. That's another point I want to make today. But the goals themselves were just so pathetic. The first one is the way in which Conor Gallagher... Should probably take a yellow card there. I know he gets many yellow cards, but he wasn't on a yellow card. Just take out the man then, because then you're back to her exposed. But then the back to the way Dezassi didn't really engage at all. And that was a consistent theme throughout this game. Chelsea's players maybe going the opposite direction. We've complained about the lack of discipline within this team and maybe being over-aggressive. Felt like today, Chelsea are now going in the opposite direction, where we're kind of swinging to a place where we're just being passive inside the box at key moments so then you have that and it gets to Dominic Calvert-Lewin one-on-one with Sanchez Sanchez makes a good save and then you're just thinking Chelsea have got to be active here they've got to clear the ball and then the fact that Colwell was there Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Statuesque, just almost admiring the Corey as he slammed the ball home for a goal. I mean, I gave criticism to Levi Colwell for his involvement and I thought pathetic dive to try and get a foul for the Scott McTominay winner. And this one was equally, if not kind of worse, you know, um, how he could have closed down the man. He could close down the man and Decore still smashes it in the bottom corner. But it's the fact I watched a Chelsea player just stand there and just let something... Or just, I don't think he did the best he could in that situation. I've got to be honest. I, I don't think as a proactive defender, someone who is known for his aggressive defending, active defending, that is the complete opposite to what we've enjoyed about Levi Colwell's development as a player so far in his career. So then Chelsea are on the back foot and, and I I just got the sense from there because Chelsea hadn't really created that much. And this felt very much like last season where Chelsea really struggled to create chances. We concede goals quite easily. We're easily bullied out of games. And the slightest bit of adversity knocks the team over. And it's such a shame to think we are back to where we were. But again, I want to be honest. I want to talk about reality. And the second goal, the fact that it comes from an academy graduate of Everton, a young player running a 61 to slam it home in added time. You know, the fact that Everton got the goal in added time and it wasn't Chelsea, I think says a lot about the the feeling between both of these two sets of players, uh, how much more aggressive and proactive and confident and decisive Everton were. And, you know, it's not going to be long, it feels like, to Everton are actually above Chelsea in the Premier League based on points. You know, we already knew the stat that they were above us if they didn't have their points deduction. But I, I think in reality, based on the two performances we've, we've seen from Chelsea in the past week, uh, I don't think it'll be that far away if Chelsea keep on playing like this. The other thing that's really detrimental for Chelsea today is Reese James. Um, I mean, Reese, I, I keep on saying this, you can't refer to him as a key player. You can't refer to him as a key player when he keeps on getting injuries that leave him out for, for large periods and crucial periods of the season. If that is another injury blow that means he doesn't return to like January and February, that's another key part of the season, key chunk that he's he's out for. And I think you could ask why are you giving a captain's armband to someone who is likely going to miss a lot of the season. But then also for Reese, I think it's a serious conversation now about getting surgery. And if he's been putting it off, putting it off, he gave this interview to Chelsea website last month saying this is the best I felt in a long time. And, you know, I have to say, and this is not to try and have a go at Reese, I, I was sceptical. And you have to be based on the evidence. And it hasn't taken him that long to have another situation where he's going off the pitch early. And I think Rob Prattley made a good point, you know, funny enough in terms of, you know, his sister Lauren for the Chelsea women had some injury problems earlier in, in her career, but she got a surgery and now she's playing regularly and other players have as well. Even if it means that Reese is out for basically the rest of this season, if it means that Chelsea can rely on Reese James for the long term and for his own sake as a player, he can actually have full healthy seasons and he doesn't break down every two weeks then surely that's the best choice. And it's a painful one. It's a painful one for us right now when we need quality, we want to see Reese flourish and we need saviors at the moment. But for his own career and for Chelsea to rely on him regularly, which is what we need, for him to get anywhere close to some of the best players in the world, 
you can't be the best player in the world if you're always out injured and we're just talking about potential so i really hope for reese's sake it isn't that bad but if it is linked to this ongoing problem of him putting off surgery i think a decision has to be made sooner rather than later you know ben sure i know ironically he's out injured at the moment but he had to have surgery a lot of players have to if that is the the thing that's gonna hopefully solve his injury problems if it's not then it's not and he doesn't need surgery i'm not a medical expert but given we've talked about it for so long it feels like that could be a relevant point Pochettino is going to come under major pressure. That away end, I'm sure, is going to be as angry and frustrated and they have every right to be as they were at Old Trafford. And I could imagine there are some fans who believe that the only option right now is to sack the head coach uh, based on performances over the past week. They've been shambolic based on the the points and where Chelsea find themselves right now. There have not been a major improvement. And I still have an inkling. I, I just... I. I could see a situation where instead of Chelsea maybe doing the relevant work behind the scenes, they look for the easy way out maybe of, of sacking Pochettino. And again, this is not something I'm I'm entirely happy to be speaking about, but listen, we, we know how football works. And, you know, I personally am not of the belief that the head coach is the, the common denominator here and he's the one that has to go because then all of our problems will be fixed. I, I personally don't think... I think that would only put Chelsea further back. I think there are fundamental structural problems at this club that either need time to be fixed and to grow or just a reshuffle with the people in charge of recruitment that means that Chelsea can start to rectify some of their errors uh but yeah it's 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 entirely depressing and um <laughs> you know um I don't know I, I don't know what to say because it's it's the performances over the past week I mean you think about how quickly football changes in a week you know last Sunday we were really happy walking out of Stanford Bridge against Brighton, a really determined performance. Some of those players put, put a real shift in down to 10 men against a very good Brighton side. And the fact that they've scuppered that opportunity, I think is just so reflective of the year 2023 for Chelsea Football Club, um, of how little the team has been able to grow off, off momentum, has been able to face adversity properly, has been able to show a level of value and output. These are all things that, you know, are larger trends and longer problems that, as I say, can't be resolved with just a snap of your fingers. I mean, I, I think that if you're wishing for some godlike figure to come down right now, a, a Jose Mourinho 3.0, a Thomas Tuchel, you know, I think you're going to be disappointed. I think that there's just a harsh reality that Chelsea have created some of their own problems, but there's also just a reality that time needs to be given to fix some of those problems. They can't just be fixed over two weeks. And uh, these are all things that are not relevant just for today's game, but I think are things that are coming into my head currently in terms of what will probably be the discussion between now and next Saturday. So those are my thoughts. Let me know yours as ever in the comments below. Uh, try and enjoy yourself. They, Chelsea haven't ruined my weekend. I said this in my preview on Friday, actually, that I was quite happy the game was on a Sunday. So my re weekend has not been ruined. Doc 2 was amazing last night. You know, I've been able to enjoy myself somewhat. So I hope you've been able to enjoy yourself. And we don't have to deal with Chelsea again till next weekend. So some positives, right? And another day closer to Christmas. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.